Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann and the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas today in the beauty space. And I'm talking the billion-dollar beauty space. I can't even wait for you to meet my guest. I mean, she's incredible. And when you hear about her background, you're going to go, wait, I think I've heard of her. I mean, it's unbelievable. Natalie Plains on CEO and founder of Billion Dollar Beauty. Natalie, so fun to have you on the podcast. Hello, 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 Justin. Thank you for having me. I love it. All the way from California, um, where it's a lot warmer than it is here in Atlanta. Um, so, so great to have you here. I'm so glad we were able to get this uh, scheduled. I was, like I said, super excited to meet you and talk to you. I, I'm blown away by your story and can't wait for us to share that here with our audience. Uh, let's do this first. So... Um, What I love to do with our guests is just rewind the clock a bit before launching your brand. Share with our audience what what life looked like and what path you were on. Uh, Life. I grew up in a wonderful childhood. I was very privileged to (laughs) grow up in sunny Southern California. Uh, Went to university. um, Was able to dance, act my way through school and um, graduate with a communications degree in journalism. And my whole goal in life was to be a White House correspondent. Right. And so I, I read that. I'm like, what? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I wanted to stand on that, that, that podium and really speak to whatever the president wanted me to say. Right. Oh Spread gosh. that message in the narrative, his voice. So I studied tape. I, found, I sought a mentorship out of Brian Williams, who was a White House uh, intern uh, back in the day. And I said, whatever he's doing, I'm going to do, because at that time he was an NBC White House correspondent. And so I just followed his playbook. And sure enough, I applied. I don't think a lot of people thought I would get in. They're like, really? (laughs) I'm sure. I don't know. Like, right. You you, you have to like second guess yourself. But there's a lot of doubters, right? I mean, who's to think you could do that? Not that, you know what I mean? Like, it's in general. It's just, or I could do that. I mean, anyway. It's the White House. It's a very intimidating concept. (laughs) It's like, so I was like, what have I got to lose? I've had plenty of rejection over my life. And so, you know, colleges turned me away. And so I said, this is something I think I got. And I put every moment, every minute, every day into this application process, which is very, very, very time consuming and difficult. And so when I was able to apply and then only to get accepted by way of getting a letter in the mail. And my mom's like, okay, you got a letter from the White House. You have a letter from the White House. And I said, is it big or is, is it, it small? small? It's like getting into college. <laughs> right. So funny. Like, That's all I need to know. I was upstairs and she said, it's big. And I said, yes. yes. Wow. I am out of here. I'm going to the White House. Wow. Okay. So how cool is that? We could probably spend the whole time on our interview today. Um, talking about that I, but let's talk about it a little bit so what was the experience like it, it was everything i ever dreamt of i mean from you know my parents flew me out together they, they set me up i was able to stay at this lovely home this woman rented out her top story to interns um throughout the years she opened her home up to interns and so i had a, a great room in a great part of town six and s street um and the next thing i know my parents are like thank you good luck um you know th- my dad cried Oh, um, my mom it's like taking you to college. 
You're going off school. It was. And because I didn't go away to college, it was their right. version of it. You were home for like, school. Cal yeah, State I University. Stayed in Cal State Long Beach. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Long Beach. And, um, you know, my parents let my wings fly. And um, the next thing I know, I'm, I'm walking in the uh, old executive office building and being sat down and told what to do and what not to do and to follow the playbook of the White wow. House. And um, pretty, pretty, pretty special Pretty moment. amazing. Well, um, that was back mid nineties. Um, afterwards I saw, and I know I'm jumping right over what would be amazing. And everyone's like, please just spend the 30 minutes with her on this. Um, yeah. I may have you come back and do that actually. It'd be kind of fun, but I wanted to make sure we sure. get to your company. Um, before you started, uh, your brow company, actually, you were also a writer and producer for Paramount pictures for a couple years. Like how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. No. So when I left the White House, I was able to work for uh, CNBC, Geraldo Rivera. Oh, very and good. So, yeah, I, I was taught uh, journalism by way of just context that I made um, over the years. And so having the, the pedigree of the White House helped me get a lot of um, interviews, if you will. Sure. And, you know, one thing led to the next. And I worked for news stations and this uh, show was opening up called Real TV, which was a cutting edge show that was like quasi journalism meets YouTube before YouTube was actually a thing. And so it was caught on tape videos, uh, you know, tragic moments uh, up to animals doing diving board, you know, <laughs> tricks, what have you. And it was just a super fun show to work for. And, and I really loved writing short stories and long form stories. And so I stayed there for well over, I want to say seven years and worked my way up from, you know, production assistant to a Writers Guild uh, producer writer. Wow. And it was a very, very cool picture show. Yeah. Wow. And now, it's, I mean, we're years later now, but do you ever miss any of that? Or it, it, did that help you when you started your own business? Or was that just a great experience back then? And I've moved on. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I never move on. I never burn a bridge. I, I'm a big believer in storytelling. Uh, storytelling totally. is important for every industry. If you don't know what's going on behind a brand or, you know, a, a factory, it's like the story. Who's the family? Who, who started this? And so for me, being able to share my story and for me being able to be a storyteller on behalf of other people, I think led me to launch Billion Dollar Brows. Wow. Amazing. All right. Well, great segue. Thank you for doing that. Um, you launched a brow company, which I, I, people are like, okay, interesting. So, uh, you know, no background in consumer products or beauty, I don't think you could tell me. And then you decided to start this company. So what was the kind of impetus behind that? Yeah, no, I, so I was uh, working on a show called Speaking of Women's Health, which was a, a smaller cable show. And so I was really inspired by one woman's story. She was kind of frustrated with her own career. And so she spun off into a candle company and this candle company story was assigned to me. And so I got to know her and I think mentorship at the, at the, at the core was she, she spoke to me and said, you can pivot, you can change your career. And so while I love what I was doing, I love being a journalist. I knew that if I were to one day want to have a family or one day wanted to do something that spoke really true to my my own belief system, um, it would have to start with my own belief in a product or um, myself. And so that led me to look at white space. I was frustrated with my own eyebrows. I loved <sighs> the beauty of eyebrows. Eyebrows transform a person's face in an instant. And so there was not a product on the market to help women who had thinning brows, who had um, you know maybe taken too much off of the years. So eyelash 
um, serums were exploding at the time, but nothing for brows. And so I said to myself, well, what if I reverse engineered a product that was good for lashes, but was safe for the brows? And sure enough, that was the impetus to launch uh, our first product called Brow Boost. Wow. Amazing. Um, so you decided to launch your own business in that space, which is no small feat. Um, how did you figure out like product and design and like, you know, how to come up with something that would actually be saleable? Yeah, no. So I looked, I, I did, um, uh, I had a test kitchen. I had, oh, um, nice. <laughs> yeah, I had a test kitchen. So I took many different products for the eyelash serum that were on the market. And I took those and had friends and family, uh, even solicited somebody on Craigslist. Many women came to try out the products and I followed up with them week after week. And so I got their feedback. I wanted this like true unfettered feedback. And with all this information, I went to, uh, a chemist, a cosmetic chemist, and she and I were able to come up with this formula. Wow, really, really cool. And then how do you convert that into, you know, it's one thing to you know be doing it in a test kitchen or your own kitchen or any, any kitchen. It's another to like actually yeah. have a product that's, you know, you're taking out to retailers or even selling online direct to consumer. Well, what did that look like? Yeah. So I, so she and I worked together, her name was Rose and she, you know, we worked on the formula and we perfected it. We ran it through a series of tests. And so once we were comfortable with the actual formulation of it, then it was, um, how do you package it? Like you said, what component is compatible with this formula? So I was right. sought out a package. Yes. I sought out a packaging, um, third party and this company was able to help me source packaging componentry and then boxes. Right. So you're able to put the product in the component where the formulation is compatible and then in a box in a retail environment, whether it be um, direct to consumer and right. the professional space retail and store. beyond. So um, yeah. uh, back at doing my research on you, I, I read this one article. You got to tell me this is an amazing story. So um, for those listening, um, I'll read it. Our first product was initially called Miracle Brows, right? And you can tell me about that in a minute. Yeah. And you started with 5,000 units. Two months after you launched, here you are, new company, like you did the research, the test kitchen, you got a product. It's like, here we go. Um, yep. You received a cease and desist letter <laughs> from another cosmetic company that had trademarked Miracle Brows. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? So what did you do? <laughs> That's, I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, that that's fun. I so it's funny. I I got the mail. I so it's kind of a you side got the mail. Right. I got right. The mail. Well, it wasn't your main thing at first, was it? I didn't I didn't no, I was gonna, okay. I'm still I'm still writing it speaking of women's health. Got so that's it. like okay. that's what pays the bills. That's what covers my rent, puts food on the table, et cetera, et cetera. And <laughs> so I'm, I'm simultaneously running, you know, miraclebrows.com. And so I, I pick up the mail that morning, I throw it in my my book bag. I go to speaking of women's health, I'm writing and lunchtime, I'm like, oh, I should read my mail. What's going to, and this letter comes through and it's, you know, all this legalese. And I'm like, oh, oh my no. gosh, I called my husband and I'm Massive like, freak he's out. like, what? Yeah. Yeah. And my husband is, you know, USC film writer. And so we're both new to this, but we love what we're doing. <laughs> right. And he's, you know, writing film scripts. And I'm like, no, we're doing this brow boost thing while writing. And so we had to take the meeting with the company that owned the trademark. Okay. They offered to sell it to us for $1 million. <laughs> pocket change. Mind you, pocket <laughs> right. change. Mind you, I have like you know, maybe right. you know, here a little bit there to kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, right. I'm in this room in my 20s, right? I'm growing. Right. And so 
I took them, I took their word. And I said, let me go back to the table and consider this. And I will, you know, respond back. You know, meanwhile, we trot back up to the car, like, you know, our hands are shaking. Like, ah! <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah. they, they were so kind. And they said, okay, if you can't afford to buy it, you need to repackage it, relabel it and, right. and move on. And I said, that's, that's option B is what Much we're going to have cheaper option. Yeah, Even though you had 5,000 units with Miracle Brows on it. Um, sitting, sitting, in, sitting, sitting in my parents' attic where <laughs> I would have to yeah. In the home, the home warehouse. It's so fun. You know, I get to meet a lot of entrepreneurs on this podcast and and inevitably the first warehouse oftentimes is the garage or the basement or, you know, it's just so hilarious. Right. I mean, for you, I think I'd read what you started an apartment and whatnot with your your business in LA. Right. I mean, Yep. Yep. Park La Brea. We had our our house there and um, it was the warehouse, the customer (laughs) service, the accounting department, one bedroom apartment. Um, But my parents were so gracious that they allow us to keep the extra 4,500 units at their (laughs) attic. (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like a lot. I mean, guessing small units, but okay. Well, um, that's, a good point. that's a good point. When you're starting off with one product, there's minimum order quantity. Right. And MOQs. So in order to yeah. enter into the market, we had to commit to 5,000. So I had to really look at like our bank account and say, can we, how far, what's our runway if this doesn't sell? Like, is this going to affect our life? Or are we going to, you know, so it's, it's kind of a life changing moment to really believe in what you're doing. Wow. Amazing. Now, now the company, just so everyone knows, multi-million dollar company, Global, um, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, so you pivot, you rebrand, you repackage. And then what? Did you start see, Did you already see sales kind of happening at the beginning? Or did it take some marketing? Or how did you build awareness? You know what I mean? Get the word out. Yeah, no. We were very fortunate that within 24 hours, we had our first sale. Oh, wow. Very nice. Yeah, I remember that. The customer's was it wasn't somebody you knew? <laughs> it was some random? <laughs> no, it randomly, it was oh, on the nice. side of the country. We're based in Los Angeles. They bought it in New York City. All right. And I, I said, oh my God, we got a customer. We got a and customer. I, it's not my I, friends I, or family. <laughs> no, right, exactly. So I raced to FedEx. I'd like, this person needs it like right away. FedEx. <laughs> The product, the product cost $20, right? For, and the FedEx cost out. $24. <laughs> exactly. But oh I won it. I got a sale. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> oh, my God. It Validate. is true. I think, you know, yeah. actually a lot of people listening and I've lived this with some other products that we've launched. And I mean, that first, the one you're like, I don't care what it costs. Like, oh, my God, someone bought the the game or the, the yeah. I mean, the eyebrow. Yeah. I mean, like, it's amazing. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, no, so, we call them our... We call them our billion dollar believers because they oh, believe so in it. Fun. They go, yeah, yeah. It's it's really special. All right. So fast forward a bit, talk about what that first year or two looked like. Did you how did you start picking up customers? Were you selling online? Like, yeah. what, you know, how were you thinking yeah, about so it? We, yeah, we launched as a direct to consumer company and everything we poured into is Google AdWords at that time. It's crazy to think about, but we were able to get keywords such as cosmetics, beauty, makeup, browse for sometimes five cents, 10 cents, 25 cents. I mean, wow. these are, these are keywords that now cost an upwards of, you know, $10. So if you want to own makeup in Google search, you, you know, you're paying crazy money. So Big the marketing money. that no we doubt. were able to tap into, we just had, we built a Rolodex and we had these, you know, evangelists, believers that loved our products. And we just every day gave them that full customer service, quality products, fair price and so our marketing was really guerrilla marketing and and the google search um adwords very very cool um so talk about where your product is today i I saw so many interesting things like i love the cosmetic pan that has the magnetic um components to it and whatnot but talk about where you are today product wise um what are your top sellers what's what's new that kind of thing 
Yeah. No. So, so I fly out to meet with a potential target um, buyer is this uh, January of 2020. So right before we found out, you know, what's going on in the world, the whole world's going about to be shifted with the pandemic. Right. I, I get on spirit airlines. We have a meeting <laughs> with a group and we take our traditional brow products, but I also took this prototype called the billion dollar box to them. I said, okay. this is going to be a sustainable way to introduce eyeshadow, blush, highlighter, brows and lips with minimal packaging, minimal uh, footprint, meaning, you know, mother earth, these landfills are getting filled up with just componentry that is totally just, is just too much. And so it, while also allowing individuals to customize what shades they want, like if I want a bright lip or I want a lighter lid or I don't wear highlighter, why are we buying these palette systems that don't suit everybody's wants and needs? Sure. And so, and so Target was seeking something such as this. The timing was such. So we were able to create the billion dollar box palette wow. system and um, introduce it this past January 2021. That's really, really cool. And by the way, I was looking at your site and I was like, oh, I always like to see reviews, you know, on products and whatnot. Do you, yeah. Your ultimate brow bundle at $49 has almost 34,000 reviews. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So when did things, I, I want, I will rewind a bit. Like when did things get to a place back in the beginning where you're like, okay, this, this actually could work. You know, it's not taking the one product to FedEx. Like you have somewhat of a mechanism going that was repeatable and, you know, re revenue positive. Do you know what I'm saying? Like where, where, where was that in the timeline? You know, I think it's, so our hero skew is our universal brow pencil. And so we launched Brow Boost as our first product. And that's Got going it. and people love eyebrows are conditioned. They're seeing results. And it really is just truly a conditioner. And the customers came back to us and said, we want more. Do you have color? Do you have control? And I wasn't even thinking about like next steps. I was just so passionate about Brow right, Boost. About the first one, yeah. The baby where who started it all. And so from there, adding color, it, we never strayed from the quality product of Brow Boost to the next phase and to the next phase. So Universal Brow Pencil was second in line. And to this date, it's the number one selling hero skew. And so wow. I, I think having that hero skew and always holding on to the what works is at the core of our mission statement. We're a problem solution based company. And so anything that comes out of billion dollar beauty is really has to have that purpose and meaning behind it. So organically, I think people understood what our brand stood for. And, and, and by proxy, everything kind of culminated into who we are today. Yeah. So, and as you progressed, I mean, there are products here that, I mean, I'm guessing you didn't know how to make mix or produce or like, I mean, there's, you know, you've got all kinds of different materials for these. So like, how did you figure that part out? The manufacturing and creation of some of these products? Yeah. No, I work very closely uh, with our manufacturers. So I've, I've been to China. I've been to Mexico City. We work very hand in hand with each product that we create. You know how the, the products are sourced. We know the raw ingredients. We follow all the compliancy. And so it's it, it truly to me, just like when I was a journalist and telling the story for exactly what it was, I'm a truth seeker. Sure. I believe that creating products, um, I follow the same formula. And so everything has to have purpose and meaning and um, be held to its highest standard at all times. 
what's the point of creating a product if right. well, you can't, there you are, can't have those <laughs> Easy to say that, but there are plenty of products out there that do not follow that. Um, <laughs> but that's why I think you, you know, it's why, why also I think you're seeing success, which I think is really incredible. Um, as the company has grown over time, have you had to add other people or partners or change, you know, how you manufacture or go to, to market? What does that look like? What's changed over the time since that first product? Yeah. No, I mean, we started off, it was myself and then right. my <laughs> yep. one band band. And then right. my husband's like, I can help you. And then that turns into, wow, we can hire our first real employee. And so we hired our next first employee. And then we kind of stayed very true to like a three person thing. And then we launched a salon in Beverly Hills in, um, we had it for eight years because I wanted to see the products being used Got on it. individuals. And so that was such a special time in our life, um, pre-kids. And so we were living in Los Angeles, running this salon in Beverly Hills, and it was such a magical time. And so we figured out we're actually better at making products than running a salon. Let's <laughs> so true. Yeah. And, but to this day, we, we love the professional space. And so we lean into them. And so we are one of very few brow beauty brands that cater to professionals. And that side of our business is the heartbeat and it never go away, but we, we focus on our formulas and expansion. Um, but no, we've, we've ebbed and flowed in terms of, you know, having, you know, a GM or do we need, uh, five attorneys or do we need, you know, three graphic artists? I mean, we've, right. we've seen it all. We're really in a special space where we have rock solid GM, rock solid uh, graphic design, rock solid accounting team and anything warehousing, anything outside of that, I think uh, we, we were able to do in a third party manner sure. while yeah. having that flexibility. And I think at this time in day, I think that's um, lent to that's our, ideal. Our, yeah, that's yeah. ideal. And then what about marketing and building awareness of your brand and, and, and almost, you know, having yeah. people out there, shoppers and consumers know who you are? Like, have you had to yeah. do that through? I know you did the paid search. You talked about Google AdWords, but like since then, is that still a, a, a good outlet for you or is it word of mouth? What does that yeah. look like? No, it's, it's, it's incredibly strong. And so uh, my husband, Bob Plain, who's also the chief operating officer, he runs the marketing side of the business. And so again, having been a film writer, having been a storyteller, he's he's been able to tap into social media, YouTube, SEO. And so all of these different verticals, um, he runs simultaneously with his team. And it's 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 been very organic. And what I love most is like, let's show people exactly the products being used on real people. And so right. today we're having a photo shoot and we, we hire models, we hire real people and we show them exactly how to apply the products in a very uh, authentic way. And so um, I think people see through that. And so our only job at that point is once we capture it on film or in photos is to share it on those platforms and people that's been our success. And I think you had talked about the ultimate brow bundle. And that's one of very few videos that I shot where I show the video or the products being used on myself. And even doing that process, I think, uh, with the brow buddy tool, right? It, it, everything kind of comes to life. Right. And it's like, Oh, I can do this. It's empowering. Totally. Yeah. It's something that you can do. It's really cool too, how you allow those that leave um, reviews to show pictures of like before and after and whatnot. Really, really cool. You guys can check out those the website. Are those before that's, and afters are critical. Yeah. That's so absolutely. cool. BillionDollarBeauty.com. Um, what's next? If you look at this next six to 12 months, what, what, what's next for you in terms of growth and, and new ideas or innovation? Yeah, well, that's the perfect question, right? Um, there's so much innovation in the pipeline. We have, we have so much opportunity. So breaking news story, 
We are <laughs> breaking news. I love it. <laughs> I, back to my journalism. It's true. So what I'm I'm working towards and what is going to be announced very shortly is that the brand um, will become billion dollar brands. Oh, and very billion good. dollar brands is a lifestyle. And so what that allows us to do, because we're all about billion dollar brows, billion dollar brushes, billion dollar beauty, right? We keep, we're very much about alliteration. And so we create these, these verticals under the BDB um, parent name. And so we found that billion dollar bath is our next venture. We have a bath Ooh, opportunity. I love that. We have a billion dollar baby opportunity. We have, you got to you know, stick so with the like, B. It has to be a B. So you don't have to change your oh, logo. <laughs> billion dollar bathroom billion dollar see what other bees let's have a brainstorm did you have like a whiteboard session anything b come on everyone oh, yeah. like what I starts did, with the b? I said, we're not leaving this we're not leaving this conference room <laughs> until that whole whiteboard is filled with bdb seriously we'll do everything. seriously i totally seriously. would do that because why and, not then you can figure out what's real like what are the real opportunities and not have to change the logo brands right. brands that's is it. good done done <laughs> delivered. So yeah. So, so yeah, beverages, it, we, we've got it all. So uh, everything's in play. And oh, so beverages, locking, right. locking down this um, IP is, um, is critical. And so we have that now. And so now I can announce it and make it official. So it's very, that is so cool. Company. Yeah. Here. Very, very cool idea. You create like an umbrella company with all kinds of brands underneath. Very, very sharp. Um, wow. So fun. I knew this would be a great conversation. Uh, you know, I would love to ask our guests, what would be two or three pieces of advice you'd offer to other entrepreneurs? You've, um, been, you know, you probably had some highs and lows, ups and downs, um, again, started, but now, I mean, obviously really rolling, uh, what would be two or three things you'd offer to our audience? You know, um, I, I always say you need to find people you trust, you know, it, it may be one person, maybe two people. Uh, I'm not into people saying yes. Um, while you're scratching that itch, if you have an idea, if somebody says something, say, yeah, second guesses you, take it with a grain of salt, maybe run it past a different person. If that same result comes up, maybe you're not on the right path, right? You don't want to spend bad money. Um, money, when, when it comes to raising money or putting on a credit card, going to a traditional bank, be mindful what that looks like and how you're going to keep your line of credit paid down. I'm a big believer in that. I know there's um, some issues sometimes with women um, seeking money, and I'm very aware of that. And so there's some some indiscriminatory um, predatory lending that comes to that. So I think wow. we need to also be mindful of that. Um, and yeah, and then when it comes to supply chain, I think conversations with many manufacturers is critical, and always looking at you know their past history at, you know, talk to past customers. If you're looking to get into manufacturing with this person or that person, because you, people will talk and share their stories. Um, you know, again, the people that we work with right now are, are, they're basically family and we've been with them for many years and we've been through them with great times and low times and everything in between. And, uh, you know, when it works, it works. And so just having that line of communication open, um, and believing and, you know, who you're working with, I think is, is at the utmost importance. And again, treating them like family and like you would have as your own. Totally. And I love that. Such great advice. Um, Got to come back on down the road as you continue to grow billion dollar brands. Um, yeah. <laughs> Natalie, yeah. share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy product, et cetera. Yeah, no. So billiondollarbeauty.com. You can find billion dollar brows on there as well. It's a two part series uh, web quiz. We've got uh, many opportunities coming up in the brand to uh, rediscover um, your brows and your beauty and build your 
ecosystem. And what I'm really excited to announce as well is natalieplane.com will Ooh. be debuting uh, yeah, at the end of the month. So <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So I'm, I'm launching a, a, a mentorship program. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about giving back and like our conversation today is about sharing, you know, things to navigate the waters as you launch your career as, you know, as any person, or if you're looking to start your own company, um, you know, that's, that's my goal in life is to um, continue to share and um, give back. That's so great. I love that. I'm sure there'll be a lot of interest. You have a great network and um, be fun to see that grow. And again, we'd love to have you up back on down the road, Natalie. It's been great having you here today with us. Thank you, Justin. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. More to come. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contendercast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.